Now we're going to go through our Old Testament passage together. Judges chapter 4, verse 1, all the way to Judges chapter 5, verse 30. It says, And the people of Israel did again what was evil in the sight of the Lord after Ehud died. So again, we're seeing a history. We're seeing a pattern here. When there is a good, solid person leading them, they do good. They live right. They obey. But when that person dies, they go again and do what is evil in the sight of the Lord. They turn away from godliness and from righteousness. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, the king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. The commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Haroheth Hagoyim. Then the people of Israel cried out to the Lord for help. They remembered him when they were suffering, but not when they were in good terms. And he had 900 chariots of iron, and he oppressed the people of Israel cruelly for 20 years. Now Deborah was a prophetess. The wife of Lapidoth was judging Israel at the time. She used to sit under the palm of the Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill of the country of Ephraim, and the people of Israel came up to her for judgment. She sent and summoned Barak, the son of Abionim, and Kadesh Naphtali, and said to him, Has not the Lord, the God of Israel, commanded you, Go, gather your men at Mount Tabor, taking ten thousand from the people of Naphtali, and the people of Zebulun, and I will draw out Sisera, the general of Jabin's army, and meet you by the river Kishon with his chariots and his troops, and I will give him into your hand. Barak said to her, If you will go with me, I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. And she said, Surely I will go with you. Nevertheless, the road which you are going will lead you to glory, for the Lord will sell Sierra into the hand of a woman. Then Deborah arose and went with Barak to Kadesh. And Barak called out to Zebulun and Naphtali to Kadesh. And ten thousand men went up in his heels, and Deborah went up with him. Now Heber the Kenite had separated from the Canaanites, and the descendants of Hobab, the father-in-law of Moses, and had pitched his tent far away in the, as in Oak, in Zananim, which is near Kadesh. When Sierra was told that Barak, the son of Abinon, had gone up to Mount Tabor, Sierra called out his chariots, nine hundred chariots of iron, and all the men who were with him from Harosheth Hagoyim to the river of Kishon. And Deborah said to Barak, Up, for this is the day which the Lord has given Sierra into your hand. Does not the Lord go out before you? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor with ten thousand men following him. And the Lord rooted Sierra and all his chariots and all his army before Barak by the edge of the sword. And Sierra got down from his chariot and fled away on foot. And Barak pursued the chariots of the army of Harosheth Hagoyim, and all of the army of Sierra fell by the edge of the sword. Not a man was left. But Sierra fled away on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite, for there was peace between Jabin the king of Hazor and the house of Heber the Canaanite. And Jabal came out to meet Sierra and said to him, 
Turn aside, my Lord, turn aside to me. Do not be afraid. She turned aside to her into the tent, and she covered him with a rug. And he said to her, Please give me a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. She opened a skin of milk and gave him a drink and covered him. And he said to her, Stand at the opening of the tent. And if any man comes, asks you, Is anyone here? Say no. But Jael, the wife of Heber, took a tent peg and took a hammer in her hand. Then she went softly to him and drove the peg into his temple until it went down into the ground, while he was lying fast asleep from weariness. So he died. And behold, Barak was pursuing Sierra. Jael went out to meet him and said to him, Come, and I will show you the man that you are seeking. So he went into her tent, and there lay Sesera, dead, with a tent peg in his temple. So on the day God subdued Jabin, the king of Canaan, before the people of Israel, and the hand of the people of Israel pressed harder and harder against Jabin, the king of Canaan, until they destroyed Jabin, king of Canaan. Chapter 5 Then sang Deborah and Barak, the son of Abinoim, on that day, that the leaders took the lead in Israel, and the people offered themselves willingly. Bless the Lord. Hear, O kings, give ear. O princes, to the Lord I will sing. I will make melody to the Lord, the God of Israel. When you went out from Seir, when you marched from the region of Edom, and trembled on the earth, and the heavens dropped, and the clouds dropped water, the mountains quaked before the Lord, even Sinai before the Lord, the God of Israel, in the days of Shamgar, the son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were abandoned, and travelers kept to the byways. The villagers ceased in Israel till they crossed to be until I rose. I, Deborah, arose as a mother in Israel, when new gods were chosen. Then war was in the gates." Was shield or spear to be seen among 40,000 in Israel? My heart goes out to the commanders of Israel, who offered themselves willingly among the people. Bless the Lord. Tell of it, you who ride on white donkeys, you who sit on rich carpets, and you who walk by the way. The sound of the musicians at the watering places, there they repent the righteous triumphs the Lord, the righteous triumphs of his villagers in Israel. Then down to the gates and march the people of the Lord. Awake, awake, Deborah. Awake, awake, break out in a song. Arise, Barak, lead away your captives, O son of Abinoam. Then down marched the remnant of the noble. The people of the Lord marched down for me against the mighty. From Ephraim, their root, they marched down into the valley, following you, Benjamin, with your kingsmen. From Machir, marched down to the commanders. From Zebulun, those who were the lieutenant's staff. The princes of Issachar came with Deborah, and Issachar, faithful to Barak, into the valley. They rushed at his heels. Among the clans of Reuben, there were great searchings of heart. Why do you sit on the sheepfolds? to hear the whistling of flocks. Among the clans of Reuben, there were great searchings of heart. Gilead stayed beyond the Jordan, and Dan 
Why did he stay away with the ships? Asher sat still on the coast of the sea, staying by his landings. And Zebulun is a people who risk their lives to the death. Naphtali, too, on the heights of the field. The kings came, they fought. Then they fought the kings of Canaan at Tanakh by the waters of Megiddo. They got no spoils of silver. From heaven the stars fought. From their courses they fought against Sisera. The torrent Kishon swept them away, the ancient torrent, the torrent of Kishon. March on, my soul, with might. Imagine, here you have these people who have turned away from God, turned away from him. And now in this season where they were in captivity again, where they were going back into bondage and all those things that they had faced before, God still sent a way for them out. There was still a remnant of people who loved the Lord, who followed him, who obeyed him. And it was that remnant that was able to help save the nation again. Important to remember, there's always going to be that remnant. Then the loud, loud beat the horse's hoofs with a galloping and galloping of his steeds. Curse Meroz, says the angel of the Lord, curse its inhabitants thoroughly, because they did not come to the help of the Lord, to the help of the Lord against the mighty. Most blessed women be Jael, the wife of Heber, the Canaanite, of tent-dwelling women, most blessed. He asked for water, she gave him milk. She brought him curds in a noble's bowl. She sent, she set her hand to the tent peg and her right hand to the worksman's mallet. She struck Sesera and she crushed his head. She shattered and pierced his temple. Between her feet, he sank, he fell, he lay still. Between her feet, he sank, he fell. Where he sank, there he fell dead. Out of the window she peered, the mother of Sisera, wailed through the lattice. Why is this chariot so long in, com in coming? Why tarry the hoof beats of his chariots? Her wisest princesses answer, indeed she answers herself. Have they not found and divided the spoil? A womb or two for every man, spoil of dyed materials for Sisera, spoiled of dyed materials embroidered. Two pieces of dyed work embroidered for the neck as spoil. So may all your enemies perish, O Lord. It's important for us to understand the principle of a remnant. That God always says, there's going to be someone who's going to lead you out. There's going to be someone who's going to stand right. There's going to be someone who's going to do right. And here, God used women. God used Deborah. And God used this lovely lady who was able to use her skills and her home to save the people. So we have songs now being sung about Deborah and the wife of Habel, Jael, and all of the work that they did. Now, in the world today, there is a remnant. There's people who are going to be hungry for God. There's people who's going to be loyal to God. And there's going to be people like the people of Israel who turn away. Never be one of those who turn away because the seasons are good. And then you call on the Lord when the seasons are hard or the seasons are bad. In the good times and the bad times, God is faithful to us. So in the good times and the hard times, we should be faithful to God. Amen.
Let's open up our hearts some more and worship our Heavenly Father. We have a reason to rejoice because our God is faithful. He promised to never leave us nor forsake us. He'll be with us till the end of days. Sing faithful. Faithful, faithful, faithful is our Promotion! Promotion! 
Testament passage today in Luke is a short one, but let's open up our Bibles to Luke chapter 24 together, and we're going to go through verses 36 to 53. It says, as they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, people, peace to you. But they were startled and frightened and thought they saw a spirit. Imagine it's so hard for them to believe that it could be Jesus. They think instead it's all this ghost stuff. And he said to them, why are you troubled? Why do doubts arise in your hearts? You knew I was coming back. I told this to you. Now here I am. See my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Touch me and see. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet, and they still disbelieved for joy and were marveling. He said to them, have you anything to eat here? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it before them. Then he said to them, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you that everything written about me in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to the understanding of the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written that Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead. So he's saying, guys, I told you this. And not only did I tell you this, this was in the scripture. So it's happening. And still you're in disbelief and still you're in shock and still you don't believe it could be me. And that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high, which they're going to get in the book of Acts later on, and we will be digging into that. And he led them out as far as Bethany. Lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into the heavens. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually there in the temple blessing God. It's important for us to understand when God says he's going to do something, when Jesus says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. And we can hold on to that. That is who he is. And that is what he does. He fulfills the words that he says, the promises he says. And still you have these people knowing from Jesus himself, knowing from the Old Testament writing, knowing from the writing of Moses, what was going to happen from the prophets, what was going to happen. And still, as it was happening in front of them, they were in disbelief. They couldn't believe that it actually was going to come to pass. 
But Jesus gave them important instructions when he came back. He said, go here, wait here, something is going to be happening in your life. And it's true, something was. They needed the outpouring of the Holy Spirit to come and help them be able to further advance their ministry, their work, and what they were going to be doing for the kingdom of God. COP, it's important for us to understand what God says he's going to do, what promises God gets for us and has in store for us, and for us to understand that there's times that God calls us to wait in a certain place and pray and hold on to him because he's going to bring something that we need to help us to be able to go further, to be able to do more. In this case, the people needed to wait for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, which was going to strengthen them in the work they were going to do next, which was going to be proclaim his name in all edges of the earth, to be able to share about him to all people. Sometimes God will call upon us, not just to go, 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 but to wait upon him because he's got something in store for us that we need for us. It is so important, COP, for us to be reading our Bibles and praying every day, for us to be able to know and understand and discern the voice of God. God, where are you wanting me to go? God, what are you wanting me to do? What do you want me to look for? What promises do you have in store for me? Isn't that exciting? But that is how our amazing Heavenly Father works. So before we go for today, I just want to take some time and pray for you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you so much for your understanding that we have as we dig into scripture. Lord, we pray as we're understanding your promises, your word, that Lord, you'll teach us and you'll guide us how we should live in our life, where we should be going, what we should be looking for. And Lord, we thank you that your word gives us clear understanding, guidance, and direction. So Father, we hold on to you and we hold on to your word. Lord, we come and pray and ask that you give us strength, that Lord, you give us understanding. And Lord, we continue to pray for our nation right now. Lord, we pray for healing upon our nation. We pray for sickness and disease to be far away, Lord God. Lord, we pray for these numbers of cases to go down. We pray, Lord God, for strength and healing among your people. Lord, we thank you that among your children, sickness and disease shall be far from their household and that the blessings of a tither shall flow upon them. Lord, we worship you. We thank you for your plans, for your promises. Lord, you have been faithful. You have been with us. And Lord, we thank you. We praise you and we worship you for that. Lord, as we go about our day today, be with us again. Help us to remember, Lord, that Lord, in the good times and the bad times, we should be faithful to you. We thank you, Lord, that you are so faithful to us because Lord, we don't deserve it. But Lord, out of your goodness, your love, and your mercy, you are so good to us. We come this morning, we say thank you, we worship you, we give you glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, have a great day, COP, and I look forward to seeing you in the services this weekend. Take care and God bless.